0: Hey, it's Chris here, and I've got a quick favour to ask you. If you've not reviewed Youpreneur FM on iTunes yet, can I point you in the right direction to do so? You see, reviews and ratings on iTunes are among the most important metrics for a podcast to rank well, something obviously that every podcaster is striving for, myself included. And as you can probably appreciate, it takes a lot of work to produce this show each week, and it would mean the world to me personally if you were to just take the one minute needed to leave a quick review, which you can do so by simply visiting chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes. Thank you so much for doing so and on with this week's episode. This is Youpreneur Youpreneur FM,
1: the official podcast of the Youpreneur mastermind community a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker.
0: Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 310 of Youpreneur FM. Yes, you are in the right place, my friend, if you are an entrepreneur that wants to build a profitable, future-proof business based around you, your personality, your experience, and the people that you want to serve. I'm your host, Chris Ducker, and today I've got a great show lined up for you. The brilliant, the incredible, the super smart, and the absolutely exploding all over YouTube, Sunny Doozy is in the house, and she's dropping value bombs like you would not believe. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our Acceleration Training Library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums, and you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to upreneur.com today for more info. So in this conversation, myself and Sunny sit down to really break down what it takes to build a super attractive, super profitable personal brand using specifically YouTube. Now, you're going to find in this conversation, and trust me, if you haven't got one already, get a pen and get a notebook. You're going to need it genuinely for this conversation. We break down so much stuff when it comes to building a presence on YouTube. We go over everything from script writing to your videos or how long those videos should be, when you should start, how to come up with great ideas for YouTube videos, why you should have potentially maybe your own little YouTube set, and a whole lot more. It's a really interesting conversation with a freaking super rock star of a lady who's blazing her own path on YouTube herself. So sit back, relax, get that cup of tea or cup of coffee, a glass of wine, or if you like me, a good scotch and take some notes. Here's myself and Sonny. Sonny, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy
0: to be here. I'm so excited for this. This has been, you know, like I, I batch my, my recordings, right, with, with my podcast. So I'll do like four or five interviews on one day, and then I do nothing for like another month. It's very productive it. and, and attractive. Um, and this is the one today. I don't mean anything bad to my other guests that I've spoken with today, but this is the one that I've been most excited about. I want you to know that.
1: Well, that means a lot to me. Thank you.
0: All righty. Well, let's get into it because this is exciting times for YouTube. There's a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. going on. You Mm -hmm. specifically have just blown up on this platform in the last 12 to 18 months or so. Um, And... I mean, this is the time to talk about this. We've spoken about this a little bit on the show before. I really want a deep dive for anybody right now. And my audience, actually, just so you know, has matured quite a bit over the last 12 Mm -hmm. to 18 months as well. Not in terms of age group. You're not a load of oldies tuning in. But... I'm talking about like in the way that they're thinking about building their personal brands and their businesses, the plans they're making, the moves that they're making. They've matured. I've seen it with my own eyes and I can feel it and I read it and, you know, it's just it's clear that they're getting more serious about this stuff. So I wanted you to come on to just sort of talk a little bit about to begin with just your journey with YouTube. And then I want to really deep dive hardcore, like five or six talking points um, to really help people do this right going forward. Does that sound good?
1: That sounds amazing to me.
0: Okay. But before we do that, let's do the two minute backstory um, of Sunny with YouTube, uh, where you were at the beginning of it all. And now where you are coming up on what, almost 200,000 subs?
1: Yes, close to two hundred thousand subs, which okay. is crazy. I know it's, it's um, such an
0: insane number; it really is. But g- give us is. give us the background. Where are we at?
1: Will do. Okay. So it's kind of a funny story. I fell into YouTube backwards, really. I had a small social media consultancy for about five years, and I was working with clients that were, you know, from huge corporations down to startups, um, personal brands, authors, people of all different sorts, shapes, sizes, all the things. And Mm -hmm. I loved what I did, and I was super happy to stay behind the scenes of what I did. So all of my business was coming from word of mouth. But as I'm sure there are people listening right now, now, you can understand that you hit a point where you kind of hit a ceiling. And so I was a solopreneur doing my work for about 10 clients at a time. And it got to a point where the business had grown, which is awesome. But all of my clients seemed to have the same questions for me over and over and over again. And so out of pure desperation one day, it was in March of 2015, I Everyone was asking me about how to leverage live streaming because Periscope had just come out. Periscope and Meerkat were just Uh, released at South by Southwest. And so all my clients were asking. They wanted to have meetings about it. They wanted to get on the phone and talk about it and really start implementing it. And I just didn't have the time to go to meetings with all of them. So I sat down in my apartment in front of a window with a webcam and I filmed a tutorial that I sent just to my clients about how to use Periscope to start building your business and for lead gen and all those things. So I do this video, think nothing of it, send it just to my clients. My YouTube channel at the time was a bit of a joke. I had just put up random videos over like, I think it was like two or three years, mm-hmm. never was intentional about it. It wasn't being used for business at all. And so I didn't think anything of it. So I send them the video. I wake up the next day and the video has 2000 views. And I'm thinking, how in the world did this happen? Because I basically had no subscribers at the time either. Certainly not targeted subscribers. So I start to reverse engineer it. And I have a huge light bulb moment. And I'm thinking, OK, well, if this happened with one video, I wonder what would happen if I got intentional. And I spent, you know, a day a week putting out content on YouTube that was answering frequently asked questions that were coming from my clients. Love so that's it. what he did. Yeah. So I started doing tutorials every Tuesday and did this for a year. And in that first year, my channel grew to 50,000 subscribers and 3 million views from scratch. And that's really the point where I say to people, like, imagine what would happen to you if over the next year, 3 million people were targeted knew who you were and it changed my business. It changed my life. I, every speaking engagement I've ever gotten has come from YouTube within a month of doing YouTube videos. I was asked to speak at the, at, uh, at NATO's headquarters in Brussels. Um, and I was asked to speak all over the world in that first year and that's continued to happen. I've been featured in Forbes and entrepreneur and Inc and all that's happened because of YouTube and I've built my business. Um, basically from a small, small, small consultancy to we're now a million dollar business as of this year. So it's been a really crazy journey. Um, And it's, yeah, truly changed my life.
0: So what you're trying to say here is that you're a bit of a fan of YouTube. (laughs) Uh,
1: Just a tad. Just a tad. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say like, when I say it's changed my life, it's changed my business. It sounds very dramatic, but it's very true. I wouldn't be where I am today without it.
0: Well, I will say, I mean, I will, you know, just like yourself, I, you know, I actually was quite funny because my son, um, you know, he's nine going on 10. So what does he want to do when he grows up? He wants to be a YouTuber, right? Of That's course. what every kid uh, at this moment in time wants to do. So you know he's he's watching you know Dan TDM and um, you know uh, uh, Pokemon Go, uh, Mystic yeah. Seven, and all these guys. And I mean these YouTubers. When I I I, I just heard like Mystic Seven, American American kid, twenty two years old or whatever he is, and he just travels the world playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. And so me and Charlie is my boy. We on the weekend we go out together. It's one of our things in the morning on Saturday we'll go get donuts and we'll play Pokemon Go together. Um and we have a lot of fun with it. Just a couple of hours, but he like he he gets deep down into like strategy and I'm just throwing balls at little <laughs> digital monsters you know what i mean like i'm just you know and so he but he gets into like all the stats and you know powering them up and all this stuff and i'm like where did you learn how to do all this stuff and he said mystic seven and i said Mm -hmm. what what is a mystic seven (laughs) and he said no he's a youtuber dad i'll show you when we get home so i watched two or three of these videos with this guy and i mean we're talking this is a tv show here totally Right? Totally. I mean these are mm-hmm. these are fifteen twenty minute videos shot in places like Paris and Rome and London and New York. There they've got time lapses and drone footage and it's all edited and he's running around the world with his phone in his hand catching these little Pokemon. And when I looked at his subscriber count, I almost fainted. He's got one point six million subscribers. And I said, are people really tuning in all the time? And 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100,000 views on these videos. Dan TDM, another, another gamer, you know, almost 20 million subscribers. Utterly yep. crazy. And so I started to really think about YouTube over the last six months. And I, I went into my own stats. And I've actually been on the platform since 2007. But like you, flirted with it and yeah. there, there have been times where i've got more serious about it but then you know life gets in the way you get busy you get children whatever and you move on and and you kind of don't do anything more and i want to take it more serious and i know that my audience feels the same way so will you will you help us will you help us do this absolutely
1: this, this okay. is my favorite thing to do on the planet <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I, yeah, I figured it would be. So it was a low ball question, wasn't it? Let's not mess it around. It
1: was. I was like, "Well, da." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I will say, I just want to caveat this: we before we get into the hardcore strategy here, as part of my little research, here, because we, you know, we've we become friends, but we don't need we don't know each other that well at this moment in mm-hmm. time. But, but we're mm-hmm. we're cool with each other, right? We're totally cool. Yeah. I found out something pretty cool about you in my little research, and that is that you are a massive Spice Girls fan
1: oh my gosh the biggest
0: (laughs) okay now obviously being a proud Brit I love my girls as well right I love the Spice Girls too Mm -hmm. and and I will say here's a little uh, tidbit of information here my daughter Chloe who's studying uh, business uh, marketing at university in London right now she her middle name is actually Victoria
1: and oh, that's cool. the
0: connection. So we're connected, you and I now. We that's are it. so
1: connected. Yeah. We're basically best friends. It's We've,
0: fine. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Let's talk I want to add that in. Let's talk about YouTube um and 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 talk about sort of everything that's going in. So I think What I'll do is I've got like these little questions and then we're just gonna, we're gonna stitch them all together. And at the end of this conversation, we're gonna have a plan for everyone to just crush YouTube going forward. So first and foremost, I've got to ask this question. This is the one thing that I know a lot of people struggle with, and that Mm. is coming up with ideas for videos. Mm. How Mm. do we get on top of this? Let's go.
1: Okay. I have a four-step process that I highly recommend for this. So, first and foremost, coming up with video ideas, the best thing you can do and I preach this all the time, research before you record. Because you have to remember, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world owned by the number one search engine in the world, and so searchable content is the kind of content that's going content that's going to build your momentum the fastest. And in my efforts when I was beginning my channel, That's all I focused on, and that's why I was able to outgrow a lot of competitors in my space, outgrow a lot of people who'd been on the platform a lot longer than me, um, and that's why I preach that content so much and why my clients have been so successful with it. So the first thing I will say is, as you're listening to this right now, and I would love Chris if you want to do this too, write down the questions that you're asked on a daily basis about how you can help people, how you can serve people, what kind of value you bring to the table, and what really your genius zone is. I just want you to kind of like brain dump a bunch of those questions out there. So that's really step number one. Step number two is community hubs and competitors. So what I mean by that is I want you to type in one of those topics that you just wrote down into the YouTube search bar. Say you are someone who teaches photography. I want you to go to YouTube and type in how to choose the best camera settings and take a look at some of the channels that pop up as the top ranking videos and do a deep dive on their content. So go to their channel, click on most popular videos on the right hand side and see which videos are getting the most traffic, the most views on their channel. And here's a really good clue. If you see that someone's video on their channel, one of the most popular videos on their channel has a lot more views than they have subscribers, that's a really good sign because what that means is that there's an audience searching for that topic. And that channel isn't just relying on its subscribers to get views. It's it's actually getting picked up and found and discovered by cold traffic. I call that the attraction and discovery method because you're attracting people in with your keywords and your topics, and they're discovering you for the very first time through the search results. So Step number one is frequently asked questions. Step number two is community hubs and competitors. Now, the next step is trends, which I generally don't say do this for every video. But for me, in my instance, um, when I started on YouTube kind of by accident, as I mentioned, that Periscope video was a game changer for me because it was kind of a serendipitous moment of everything aligning at the right time. Mm -hmm. No one else had made a video on the topic yet. It was highly searched because South it had just been announced. So everyone was like, what is Periscope? How do I use it? So everyone's searching for it. So I'm the first to make a video on the topic and it's a trending topic. So I'm capitalizing on all the volume that's coming in and I'm the only one that people are finding on this topic. So trends are a great thing. If there's something that's a really hot topic in your industry that people just can't stop talking about, that's an opportunity for you to create really good content. That's going to get a surge of traffic and volume. And then the final piece of the puzzle is hands down the most important. If you're not focusing on any kind of keyword strategy on YouTube, you're going to have a very long growth process. So the fastest way to growth is grow on YouTube is to focus on the right keywords and having them in your title, your description, and your tags. So the best way to do this is a tool called um, Keywords Everywhere. I swear by it. It's a free Google Chrome plugin. You just type in on search in Google or on YouTube, and it will actually show you the search volume for every keyword that you type in or every title that you type in, which is really, really cool. So highly recommend leveraging that tool. Now, my formula that I've created to find winning YouTube topics is really simple. All it is is search volume versus search pool versus views and velocity. Now, to break that down, you want to find a high search volume with a low search pool And you will want to look for an opportunity where the top-ranking videos for that keyword are old, let's say a year, two years, six years old, Mm -hmm. because YouTube loves fresh content. So if you're a new channel and you're sitting there going, well, I want to do a video about, let's say it's camera settings for a photographer – there's like hundreds of thousands of searches for that every single month. And the search pool, which is the amount of competition there is and the amount of videos that are on that topic is millions and millions and millions. So that's too high. If you're a brand new channel, if you're a brand new channel, you want to start between a hundred and a thousand searches per month and keep the search pool, the competition as small as possible. So you, what you can do is just make it a long tail keyword. So you could say best camera settings for headshots
0: nice instead okay.
1: of instead of just that broad topic.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Good God. I feel like we could finish right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to do. (laughs) Uh,
0: It's great. I mean, well, I mean, look, clearly, you you, you know, you're, you're having a lot of success on YouTube. So, you know, this stuff, this is great. Okay. All right. So keywords, content, answer questions. I mean, I've been, I've been saying this for years, just answer questions and provide solutions to problems. And it's, it's pretty hard to, to not do well, <laughs> you know it what I mean? Like it's if you-
1: very hard to not do well if you do content that way on
0: YouTube. Right, okay, love it. Okay, so um, so we've got our ideas for our videos. Do we fly off the cuff in front of the camera? Do we script if we are gonna script? Any tips on that?
1: So the scripting process for me, I ha- it's very formulaic and it doesn't mean that it has to be boring or the same type of video every time, but you have to think about the fact that the ideal situation here is you're building your audience every single day, even when you're not doing anything on YouTube, because you're it's this evergreen traffic machine. People are constantly searching for answers, to questions, solutions to their problems. So in that situation, you have to think about how you search on YouTube. So when I'm searching for an answer to my question or a solution to my problem on YouTube, I literally will look for the shortest possible video, and that's the one I click on. So mm. you need to remember that that's how people search. So they aren't bought into you. And I always say this on YouTube and defend some people, but no one cares about you on YouTube. That's the reality until, until they, you make them care, they don't care. So that's where it's like, you want people to discover you. You want people to click on your video and then you want to track them in through your quality content and your genius and put them on your list, create leads and all that kind of stuff. So the scripting formula is really important because you want to keep it concise. And the biggest sin that you can do on YouTube is explain why it's important for someone to watch the video. People know why they're already searching it. They're already looking for this. That's why they clicked on you. So you want to do it as quickly as possible, get through the content as quickly as possible. And so my formula is called the hot script formula. So it stands for hook outcome testimonial. So within the first 30 seconds to a minute of your video, you're getting through why people should watch. So you're hooking them in. So say I do a video on how to get more views on YouTube. In this video, I'm going to teach you how to get more views on YouTube. The outcome is by the end of this video, you'll know how to rank number one on YouTube. And the testimonial is I've taught over 2000 entrepreneurs how to leverage this and grow their channels from scratch to 200,000 subscribers in under 12 months. Okay. That gives me credibility. I can show that. And then I get into the meat of the content. The end of the video is all about converting your audience from viewers into part of your community. So sending them to a Facebook group or a lead magnet or whatever it might be.
0: Okay. Love it. All right. Brilliant. So uh, realistically, I mean, how, how long do the majority of your videos run for when they're done and edited and uploaded? What are we looking at minute count wise?
1: So it totally ranges.
0: Oh, I knew and it would.
1: The, <laughs> yeah, but it totally ranges. It depends on what I'm talking about. So, but my golden rule of like not explaining why is something that I stick to in every video. So it's it's no filler and it's just what people need to know in order to get the answer that they're looking for. So as yeah. long as you're keeping it as concise as possible, that's really your answer. But I obviously, the shorter, the better. Yeah. Um, but you want to make sure you're also adding a ton of value. And to be honest- with things like IGTV and all these other platforms out there, how I'm now seeing YouTube is this opportunity to create content that is like bar none, hands down, the best on a certain topic because people can do quick hit videos on other platforms that will kind of like answer the question sufficiently. Whereas I see YouTube as this opportunity to really stand out as a genius in your, in your space by creating almost like mini courses um, through your videos.
0: I mean, let's let's touch base very quickly on IGTV and you know everything mm. else that's going. On. Obviously, you got started on Periscope. I was all over Periscope when it came out in 2015. I mean, it it opened up a whole different audience for me that I never knew existed. Some of which are still giving me money monthly, literally <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, yeah. And so, where do you see? I mean, here's my thing. Let me get on my soapbox here for a minute, right? It's driving me a little bit bonkers at the moment that all these social platforms are trying to do everything that all the others are trying to do. Like Instagram, when it first came out, was just, vid- was just photos. Then there was mm-hmm. little videos and then there were stories. And now there's IGTV. I mean, what's next? Are they, are you, can you upload your podcasts to, I, to Instagram? <laughs> I mean, like it, it probably is just around the yes. corner. I mean, yeah. I just wish that they kind of just scale back a little bit and not just Instagram, but all of them. Like, just get back to kind of the basics, so to speak. Do you, I mean, like, as a YouTuber, somebody who's building, you know, their platform uh, or or not necessarily relying on it, but I mean, like, genuinely keeping it as a focus, do you feel concerned about the fact that everything else is trying to do video and it could potentially, for want of a better term, dilute YouTube and its power?
1: Not really, to be honest. I kind of see, I see IGTV as a huge opportunity and a really complimentary platform. Um, And the reason I say that with confidence is because Instagram is not Google um, and they're a long way off as is Facebook from figuring out how to create a functional search platform (laughs) that people are actually going to natively go to and type in how to X, Y, Z. We're just so you know, used to doing that on YouTube and Google. And it's just not something that anyone is really doing on Instagram right now. So I think Instagram TV is a great thing within the platform, Mm -hmm. but I certainly don't think it's a risk of (laughs) taking over YouTube, but I think it's a great idea. What I see IGTV as is a great um, amplification network. So one of the tactics that we're testing, and I can't say how it's going to work yet because we're just trying it out, but we're basically creating mini versions of our YouTube videos, like two minute tutorials versus 15 minute tutorials. Um, And we're, using those to drive traffic to YouTube. So we're doing these like miniature tutorials. You still get the point of them. They're still searchable, but then you can also say, you can see the full length tutorial on our YouTube channel.
0: And is this, is this content that you're repurposing from YouTube or are you actually shooting fresh content?
1: No, it's content we're repurposing from YouTube. It's kind of like a remix of our full-length video.
0: Yeah, love it. Okay, that's perfect. Okay, all right, let's get back. Um, let's not go down the social media rabbit hole. That, that could be dangerous. <laughs> okay, so let's go back then to, I, I don't think we really need to sort of um, touch too much on this, but you know, a lot of people, they, they watch YouTubers, um, you know, myself included, and they see this gorgeous set behind them right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know our our mutual friend and one of my best buddies pat flynn um has gone full blown with his video stuff over the last 12 (laughs) months in fact i was actually with him when he was looking around at studios like i actually helped him get the lease in place for his studio and so like i was right there and i remember when it was a total disaster of the place that he rented and then you know six months later i turn up again on one of my trips to san diego and boom holy moly it's a video studio you totally. know what I mean? was yeah. lighting rigs everywhere and all the rest 4k cameras and everything but i mean we don't need to get that serious right like how can how can we create a little bit of a set for ourselves maybe on a budget super easy in our home office in one corner or something like that any tips on that
1: Yes, absolutely. So I got really hung up on this just because I come from a broadcast journalism background. So I was oh. used to like a multi-million dollar set with like eight camera people and all the things. Um, and, and then I got to YouTube and I was like, w- and what am I supposed to do by myself here? So
0: <laughs> where's I, my Logitech webcam? Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. So, but the funny thing is I had such a smack of reality and this is oftentimes what I'll tell people who come to work with me, because I do think that Dwelling on the set really is a way to hide, um, and I think it's more of a subconscious thing than anything. So I I mean, I didn't have a set for so long, and I didn't have a set until I hit 50,000 subscribers on my channel. So I think that it, focusing on the quality of the content you're providing and how valuable it is and how much you can impact people is way more important than the set you have behind you. But if you do want to build the set, there's so many simple ways you can do it. Easiest way to do it, put a bookshelf behind you. Nice. So many people do this on YouTube, put a bookshelf behind you, add in books that are interesting to you. If you are an author yourself, like like you, Chris, you can put your books on the bookshelf. You can put little like, um, framed pictures or framed uh, words of some kind that are really on brand. You can also do things like wallpaper is a great way to do a, a unique looking backdrop. Um, Kimra Luna has a really cool backdrop. That's like graffiti art um, mm-hmm. for her lives on Facebook. So there's a lot of ways to get creative with it, but it's something that I dwelled on for so long and I had the most perfect set set up. And that said really didn't translate for me. And so it's really more so focusing on the intimacy factor of like talking right to cameras if you're talking to one person and providing valuable content that's going to be a game changer for your audience.
0: I love it. OK, yeah, I mean, I, I I've also been guilty of this. I I completely overthought this for a mm. while um, and I did exactly and, you know, testament to what you're talking about here. I did exactly what you've just Said to do, I got a bookshelf made um, by, a, by a joiner here, which was, I, I can't even remember how much it cost me like a couple of hundred quid. It was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just white. And I knew that having a white shelf behind me would make everything that I put on it pop. And totally. so, um, yeah, loads of books. I, I, we, I asked my son to help me decorate. So there was lots of Lego on there. And then I started yeah. getting Lego sets sent from, from subscribers awesome. and followers, which was brilliant. I've got a BB 8 from Star Wars behind me. That's an expensive wow. set. And somebody sent me that, right? So wow. was, yeah, it, was, it was worthy investment that the bookshelf was a worthy investment for that, if not for any totally. other reason. Um, but to- yeah, I, I, I overthought it. And then when it went up, it looked great. It looked great and Uh, it didn't take that much time or energy. All right, there's your set. Okay, Um, let's not talk too much about shooting, um, but maybe a couple of do's and don'ts when it comes to actually shooting videos.
1: So shooting your videos, my biggest thing is that everyone tries to be a hero when they start making YouTube videos and they try to shoot everything in one fell swoop. Let me just tell you. Even the best of the best in the world, don't do it that way because it is painful and you are bound to screw up and it's okay to screw up. Sometimes that makes a really good relatable video and like great for bloopers. Um, But what I recommend most, especially as an entrepreneur, especially if you're trying to build your personal brand. Just have bullet points and have your intro and your outro and follow that hot script formula. And you can film each point individually and then just linearly line them up on an editing software, as simple as iMovie, and then add in a few graphics to emphasize your points and you're good to go. So film in small sections instead of trying to film all together. And as far as scripting goes, because I ask this a lot, and when I say hot script formula, people are like, oh, do you write out every word? And I don't. And I really don't recommend you write out every word. I recommend that you have bullet points you want to hit and then record that section as many times as you need to Mm -hmm. until you feel like you've really explained it the best way possible. But do it in your natural voice. Do it in the way that you would normally speak. Because at the end of the day, too, like YouTube is a platform to showcase who you are and the individual style that you have. That's what keeps people coming back um, to your channel. So that's really what you want to start leveraging.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you on that. I've tried the whole, let's get this in one take thing, and it just doesn't work. And it's ridiculously time consuming as well. Totally. Whereas, you know, I, what I what I do now and for you guys tuning in, this is when I do video, I don't do as much as I should. And it's going to change, I promise you. Many of you have been asking for more, and it's coming your way very, very soon. But when I when I sit and shoot, I actually just use the word edit. So I'll mess up, blah, 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 blah. edit. And did you know that blah, 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 edit? And did you know that blah, edit? That's yeah. the one. And then I just go on to my next talking point. And it's just easier you know, than ever before for, for anybody that's going to be editing uh, my totally. content to be able to just get doing with it. Okay. So let's talk editing real quickly. I'm a big fan of the jump cut. Um, I think it just enables us to be able to get our videos looking really, really, really concise. Uh, And like you say, slam some graphics in there to make those transitions a little easier. Any other tips on the editing side of things?
1: Um, no, I'm a, I'm a fan of the jump cut as well. I'm a fan of a fan of quick transitions. I really love that. And I, and I also do love having visual aids and like B roll and graphics. And to be honest, when I was first getting started, I was, I would use Canva to create my graphics. Um, and they looked super professional, but they would take me about two seconds to create. Mm-hmm. So that's my big thing. And then the other thing is just making sure that you do have some sort of brand branding in your videos that drives people to your other platforms. So like in the top right-hand corner of most of my videos, it says at Sunny Leonard Uzi so people know where to find me in
0: other places. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So that you're talking about text or a graphic or something superimposed yeah. on top of the video. Yeah, love it. Okay. Exactly. All right. So that's uh, that's shooting. That's editing. I'm, t- I'm ticking here on my little list. I'm ticking. Um, Good. Good let's she's like good well done good, you're very organized good. let's <laughs> let's talk views likes comments subscribes notifications what have you got to say about all that stuff
1: oh lordy i got a lot to say about this so i'm gonna try <laughs> and keep it concise um okay so it it depends what you're using youtube for love this and If you are trying to be an influencer, if you are trying to be a content creator, if you're trying to be a vlogger, you want, you know, the max amount of views that you can get. And I totally get that. And the vanity metrics make a difference. If you're an entrepreneur, you don't necessarily need a lot of subscribers or viewers to have a very profitable channel. So I'll give you a couple examples. So I have one client who has less than 3000 subscribers and she has generated $117,000 in revenue in five months from her channel completely nice. organic traffic. Um, I have another client who in six weeks of starting my strategy generated seven hundred seven hundred fifty thousand $750,000 from his channel organically. Um, and again, that's less, less than 2000 subscribers. So, and on his videos, he was getting maybe like a couple hundred views, but I also have a client who's grown to 250,000 subscribers in a year and has one video that has 7.8 million views and she's a career coach and she's built a multiple six figure business. So Yes, it can happen either way. You definitely can still get a massive amount of views and that massive exposure on YouTube, no matter what niche you're in. But I'm just saying that the more targeted your content is, the more targeted your views are, the more profitable your channel's gonna be. Mm. And for someone who has, you know, product services, offerings, or even lead magnets, if you're not leveraging YouTube, if you're not making content that follows that structure of like frequently asked questions and, and targeted content, you're missing out on a gold mine because there are people searching for you and the answers you provide and only you can provide every single minute of every single day. And it's generating leads, traffic and sales for you all the time if you're using it in the right way. So subscribers and vanity metrics like views really don't matter to me. The targeted and the quality of the following that you have for me as an entrepreneur and for my clients is the most important part.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree with you 100%. And we're going to talk about making money and profitability in a minute. Let me dive one, just Allow me to just sort of self indulge a little bit here. Um, if there was one analytic, and I don't want to get too techy, we try not to do that on this show. Um, there's other shows where you can get nosebleeds, everybody. We're, we're not gonna, yeah. we're, <laughs> this is not gonna be one of those shows, but let's, let's not get too techy. But if there's one or two, analytics, if there's one or two algorithms that YouTube Mm. really loves to see on people's videos and then on their channels, what are those?
1: So watch time and retention from your biggest ones, because obviously YouTube (laughs) categorizes your content as quality content and will rank you higher in search rankings if they see that you're getting high retention on your videos. Because if you make a video and people are watching like five seconds of it, YouTube's going to go, must not be very good. We're going to push that down and sink it to the bottom of the sea. Right. So so that's really, really important. Then watch time is just keeping people on your channel. So playing around with like series-based content in 2018 is huge on YouTube and will continue to be huge because they want to create a Netflix effect on YouTube. They want to keep people on the platform. So have people go from one video to the next.
0: See, now that's interesting because the one thing I have seen a lot of people do over the last year is they're kind of calling their channels TV or, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like in this episode, mm-hmm. whereas before I didn't do, I didn't see that so much. I didn't yeah, see that so Yeah, that's definitely much.
1: become a trend for sure. And it's something mm. that I've played around with and tested on my channel to get, you know, to create sort of like, um, grouped content so that I can create playlists. And again, playlists will rank as well. Mm-hmm. So creating content that's complementary to one another so that people stay on your channel because yeah, that's a huge factor for YouTube.
0: Yeah, for sure. And when you say watch time, it is exactly how it sounds, right? It's how much people are spending on your channel, on your videos, actually watching.
1: Exactly. Okay.
0: Just wanted to clarify that for people that maybe didn't know what it was. Okay. All right. So our final talking point here, how do we make money via the work we do on YouTube. What's the best ways to do it as youpreneurs, as personal brand entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah, so the best way to do it in my opinion as youpreneurs is to make sure that you're driving traffic to your products, services and offerings. So I don't teach anything about AdSense, I don't teach anything about sponsorships. Those are all cherry on top kind of things. Um But what I focus on is leveraging YouTube, the traffic on YouTube, and getting people from YouTube onto your list, into your Facebook group, and into your funnels and offerings so that they become lifelong customers and ambassadors for your brand. And what the great thing is about YouTube, and a lot of my clients have said this, is that the leads you get from YouTube are so much warmer than what you necessarily are getting off off of Facebook because people are only coming to you and finding you when they need you. It's not like you're showing up in a feed or coming up,
0: coming right. up in their face
1: you're, they're searching for you and you happen to be there to answer their question when they need you most. So they're already bought in by the time that they watch your video. It's just,
0: it's, it's just more organic, isn't it? You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So that's really how I look at it. Um, so for me, the most profitable way to use YouTube, um, and the most sustainable way, because I teach people how to build sustainable businesses that are long-term and can grow for you for years to come is focusing on, targeted content keyword heavy content and that doesn't mean it needs to be boring but there can be videos that are super fun and i have videos that have a million plus views on them and they are targeted content but there's that many people out there searching for that answer or that solution and they get introduced into my sphere and then we become friends on other platforms and they're part of my email list and all that kinds of kinds of stuff and eventually we'll become customers so focusing on the content piece and creating content that is ideal for your target audience and then having some sort of relevant offering to drive them into once they finish watching your video.
0: I think the relevancy here is something that a lot of people miss. They're, you know, they're all about creating great content and helpful content and they get it up there, whether it be in video or audio or written form or whatever. But then when it comes to actually monetizing, I mean, I see this all the time with my coaching and mentoring clients. They, they're, they're off centered. They're, they're not, they're not where they should be in terms of their products, their services, their offerings. And I see this over and over and over again. That the relevancy isn't there in what they're doing to create buzz about themselves and what they can do for people and then what they're actually providing for a price tag. Why do you think people struggle with that so much?
1: Um, I think it just gets so <clears throat> overwhelming, to be honest. I feel like that's really like the thing that mm-hmm. makes it difficult to and I think, you know what, I always say this, it's counterintuitive because so many people come to me. I think I have this this conversation on a daily basis. So many people come to me and they're like, I want to you know, talk about entrepreneurship in general, or I want to inspire people or I want to motivate people. And I just say, you know, good luck with that because <laughs> it's, it's so broad. Like it's so broad. I'm sorry, but no one is looking for that. They stumble upon it and awesome. But if you don't have the clout and if you don't have a following already, like, and you know, it is the Gary V effect. Like let's call a spade a spade. He puts out this content that's motivational, inspirational, storytelling, vlog style. So everyone's like, Oh, that's how he did it. I'm going to follow his model. But we all have to remember, he started by talking about wine and doing daily wine reviews for years and years and years. And that was searchable content. So if you look back on anyone who's really successful within the YouTube space and this goes for other platforms too they start with valuable content and educational content to build momentum and then you can create more storytelling content because you have an actual audience so it feels counterintuitive to niche down and to pick something very specific to have an offering around or to create content around but it's actually the fastest way to blow up
0: so good okay all right so I, I don't know about you guys tuning in but I'm a Sunny fan I'll take this <laughs> I'll take this any day of the week. This is great. This has been fantastic. I, I mean, I uh, like I said, easily my most excitable podcast talk uh, this time round for my recording batching. Thank and uh, you. I let's not wait another three hundred plus episodes until we get you back on. Is that okay?
1: Well, I would love to come back on a sooner <laughs> than that. Yes,
0: <laughs> I really, actually, I genuinely, I, I, I think that there's you know a lot that we can bring to the or audience via yourself i I love i would love to be able to like really deep dive on you know two or three major topics in regards to particularly you know getting to the point of getting you know getting more views getting more leads getting more customers i think that's the stuff that people would love as a bit of a follow-up to this
1: I'd love that.
0: Okay. So you guys tuning in, why don't why don't we do this? And I'll link to everything over in the show notes, okay, which are, are gonna be at youpreneur.com forward slash three one zero. Go ahead at Sunny on Twitter, at Chris on Twitter, and let us know what you would want us to talk about. If and when, and it's going to happen anyway. We, whether you like it or not, it's, it's going to happen. Um, as and as and when we get back onto uh, the mic again, and let us know what you want the follow-up sunny episode to be, and we'll go ahead and make that happen. Sunny, you're a gem. Thank you very much for taking the time. You dropped so many value bombs here that my microphone has been disintegrated. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun.
0: All right, you guys tuning in. Thank you. You know, I appreciate you more than anything. There's so many podcasts that you could be tuning into every week. You choose mine every Friday, or maybe it's over the weekend. If you're a bit of a late comer, that's okay. I still love you anyway. I'll be back again next week with another episode of Youpreneur FM. Until then, take good care, be kind to each other, and I'll see you soon.